We are trailblazers. We are scientists. We are diplomats. We are warriors. We are protectors. We are healers. We are pioneers. We are explorers. We are family. And we are the crew of the USS Arabella, boldly going where no one has gone before. Hello and welcome to The Ready Room, the Treks and Sci-Fi Microcast. I'm Kenny, and I play Nathan Quinn, the captain of the USS Arabella. And this is Jen. I play the Vulcan First Officer Commander Savril. On today's briefing, we have RPG Protocol, the story so far, and our final thoughts. Diagnostic complete. Initiating RPG Protocol. Alright, so um, for this, I, there's going to be a, a break that's coming up here in the next um, few days. I'd like to wrap up Season 7 this weekend. But um, during that break, if you could take the time um, to go to your profile and update those for your character, um, that would be awesome. Because several of the characters have been promoted, but their their ranks still reflect um you know, lower positions. Mm-hmm. So if you can go in there and clean that up, say for instance, one of them got married and you haven't written down that, you know, they're married and have kids or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now's a good opportunity to, to, you know, maintain your character's profiles. Yeah. And if you have anything that you want to write, like a little mini story um, to kind of character build, this is a good time to do that as well um, during the month off and put that in your character profiles um, so that we can all read it and enjoy it and um, give you a pat on the back for being such imaginative, creative writers. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a good time to start beefing up on your character profile. Um, you know, mm-hmm. do past stories, you know, posts about your childhood or traumatic event or just more character building stuff for your character. I mean, we're going to have a month off. And I'm sure several of you will be going through RPG withdrawals, as I'm sure I will as well, not posting to the RPG. So we thought this would be a good idea for you guys to actually post to your character profile. So it still affects the RPG and just makes it a much more, you know, richer character when you come back in Season 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll have stuff to refer to in, in, in the RPG. Say, for instance, they had a nightmare. You could draw from whatever happened in your um, backstory that you posted in your RPG to fill in the gaps, you know, mm-hmm. in the... Is that making sense? Yeah. <laughs> it no, gives it's... you information to use in the actual story. Yeah. And if you know your character well, by this helps you um, know your character well. And if you know them through what you've written in your, your backstories, then it's makes them that much more believable in the RPG stories yeah. to the people who are reading. Yeah, and this so. is a good time for those who uh, are going to be missing the RPG over the month hiatus. It, this is a good time to go back and read people's RPG uh, profiles. Yeah. Because um, I yeah. know uh, Jen has done quite a bit with Savril. Um, I think Just X has also done some backstory in his. Um, and there's several other people who've done some really detailed backstory, and you'll get to know these characters a lot better. So... If you're feeling the need for some RPG, definitely go back into the profiles and read some of 
uh, the character profiles uh, more mm-hmm. in detail. Yeah, and also if you if you're just listening because you like the ready room, and you've been a little bit tempted to try out try your hand at um, creative writing, um, now's your chance to talk to Kenny and I about joining. Yes. And, um, we would just suggest that, again, you read the rules for our forum, which are located on, in the um, RPG section of the Trex and Sci-Fi forums, and that you also look through the character profiles to make sure that um, the person that you have in mind to play does not conflict with anybody um, who has a character already existing in the RPG. Yeah, and, so, it, and, and then you want to, of course, give them, you know, give us your ideas yeah. so that we can say, yeah, that that'll work. That's a great yeah. idea. Or, you know, that'll work, but why don't you tweak this or that? Or, yeah, you know, that's what we're here for. Yep. So. All right, cool. So I think that will conclude the RPG protocol. Accessing library computer data. Initiating the story so far. Enter when ready. Let's go to the story so far. So, um, okay. A uh, whole bunch of stuff's been happening. Not. Yes. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> um, it's very slow. It's a very slow RPG story, and I and I think it's because people are just busy. They're on yeah. vacation. You yeah. Know. Yeah. The only times that we post is when. We kick around um, joint posts, and it's like once a week or once every yeah. you know few days yeah, instead this... of the several posts a day that used to be happening. It's this... really slowed down to a drip as this... far as posting is concerned, yeah. and yeah. that and it, and not only it not only affects people um, who are maybe just busy, but those who aren't busy lose interest because. You know, there's just not the fervor. You can feel mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. when you see that there's only a couple of posts coming down the pike, you know, yeah. a yeah. week. And it's, just... it's affected me. I have to admit, I've, I'm really bored now <laughs> with the RPG. Just, I'm, this is my confession. <laughs> confession time. I'm it's, bored. It's a story that won't end. I mean, it won't end. No. I just It's not bad. No, it's, it's not. not. Bad, it's not you. bad. It's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable story. It just yes. needs to end. It's just slow. I mean, it's slow in that. Um, let me let me rephrase that because the reader, people reading it, would enjoy it if they come come to our season and start reading it. I think they're gonna enjoy it. But people participating in the RPG um, are not enjoying it as much yes. because of the um, this the time it takes to learn. Okay, this has happened next, yeah. and that yeah. happened, next, and now what do I do? And yes, very yeah, much. I think it's I, because. People are relying too much on on others to um, tell them what to do next, maybe. So hopefully, you know, that'll change in the next season because I think that the the ideas that we have for next season are much more exciting and um, more fun. You can yeah. you've seen it on television before. You don't have to use too much of your imagination to know. Okay, this is the way I should act if I'm in the mirror universe. <laughs> Or, you know, this is the way I should act when I'm in the regular universe. You yeah. Know, women wear half shirts in the mirror universe. <laughs> I got to describe my belly button better, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's exciting stuff. Yeah. And what we've done in this past season was, well, 
done, and I, I think it was interesting, but it was very difficult to imagine. You know, okay, where are we? What do these people do? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what do we do next? And I hope, hopefully, we can end this this weekend so that we can bridge the season, season eight and season seven together, and start. Yeah. You know, so I mean, by the time by the time you guys hear this, season yes. seven will hopefully we'll be, over. be done by then. No, it will be. It will be. I am stand to it. I have so season season seven will be over, and we will begin our hiatus. Uh, we probably will start again. I would say mid August. Um, it's when a lot of my craziness will be over, and um, I think that's almost a month away. So it'll be good. It'll be good. So uh, yeah. do you, you want to do a brief synopsis of what's been happening on season seven? Yeah, I'll do a brief synopsis, and before I do that, I just want to thank the ones, the people who are um, members of the RPG who have been um, participating every, you know, week or so. Thank you so much for your work, and, and the joint posts were fun, and give yourselves a pat on the back for that. Yes. Um, I know this is the summertime. It's always difficult around holidays and in the summer, mm-hmm. you know, to finish a season. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds like I'm complaining. I don't mean to sound neg- like a negative Nelly, like I told Kenny earlier. <laughs> um, it really, it really is fun, and um, I just know everyone's busy these days, and it's difficult to yeah. to get things posted in a form that doesn't really affect you. It's just a hobby, you know. Yeah. Why would you want to, you know, take your time from your busy life to write a brief story on a board that you're not even sure people are reading. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I <laughs> but think people are taking the month off. will be good. Good for everybody. Yes, we need a break. Everybody needs a break. Needs a break. Nice refresh. We have a great story coming up for season eight. And I just think it'll be a lot of fun when we, when we all come back nice and refreshed. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about that at the end of our po- podcast, you yeah. know, what our ideas are for that. Yeah. But before we do that, I need to to brief everybody on the story so far. So um, basically, if you'll recall, there was a little girl who um, escorted Savril's team to meet the magician, who they all suspected had some sort of technology um, because of the rumors they heard about him creating a mirror spawn that could protect his master. And what we meant by that was, you know, that sounded like holographic imagery. So she, they found the little girl. She led them to the magician, and um, they used Ensign Farmer to entice everyone to um, be nice. As you, we've discussed before, Ensign Farmer uses pheromones to communicate, but she can also affect the moods of others by emitting certain pheromones into the air that affects their, their emotions. And so they became less rigid, I guess, or um, defensive. And that uh, that happened after the magician just demonstrated his ability to uh, create two objects from one. He used a device to clone a piece of fruit, and that was Savril and her team's clue that this isn't just simple, um, you know parlor tricks he had a device that was technology they should not you know know how to create and he obviously got that from someone it's probably from the missing scientist so they asked for that 
that device and he refused to give it to him and that's when Ensign Farmer um, puffed out her gills and made everyone happy and it affected the entire team <laughs> because um, let's see Cyril got very relaxed and, and, and smiley and Catan and everyone else became they were like a, a room full of drunks in other words <laughs> and I think this happened it wasn't because uh, let me back up a little bit there was a scuffle that occurred over that device and um, in that's what happened. Um, Ensign Farmer inadvertently was hit on the head and knocked out, and her gill covers came off. <laughs> <laughs> and those are used. She wears covers to prevent, you know, those pheromones from affecting people. So they came off, and she was dreaming that she was a cow flying in the, <laughs> over a field. <laughs> and then the pheromones affected everyone, and they all became happy. And she woke up. Um, chewing her cud and staring at Arya, who was unaffected because her bloodstream is, a, is flooded with nanites that regulate her body functions, mm -hmm. and they filter out things like that. And so she was the only one that was unaffected. And so she snaps out of it, and um, then they are able to, that you know, once she puts the gill covers back on, Savril and the others snap out of it, and except for the magician and the child, because they have not been um, subjected to instant farmers pheromones before as the crew has before you know a little bit they they're able to get over it rather quickly so anyway they they commandeer the two and they take them back to the runabout and along the way they have to pretend let, that the magician's drunk so that nobody pays any attention to them and really they don't because there's like a they're at a festival and every, everyone's partying and they don't notice them so they get back to the runabout the guy wakes up and notices the the door opening before him in in thin air because the runabout is um it's covered with hollow emitters to, that reflect the environment around it it's not cloaked because that's illegal <laughs> in the federation it's it's covered with hollow emitters so he freaks out and um, they have to drag him in, and um, Ensign Farmer puffs out her gills again. This time, everyone backs out of the way <laughs> except for the magician and the child, and and she entices them to tell, you know, to cooperate when Savril starts her questioning. And through the questioning, they discover that the child is not a child. She looks like a child. She's in fact several hundred years old, and. This is a tie-in to the original series, Star Trek series, where the Enterprise discovers a planet full of children who have their lifespans have been artificially um, preserved. They're not their lifespans. Um, they they look like children, but yeah. they can live. They, they don't age, and their parents, who all went, underwent the same treatment to prolong their lives. They died because of the way the, the drug or whatever it was they took affected them. Now, don't hold me to it because I'm not a, a big TOS person, so I'm not sure if that's exactly the way it went down, but that, you know, is basically right. <laughs> so I think it, the, the, the name of that show was Mary's World. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm I know Rico just... TOS person. Rico so. just, yeah. Rico just did um, a few... Maybe a few weeks ago, a, a podcast episode on that particular TOS episode. So anyway, she um, we've decided that this girl was um, adopted by Starfleet officers who used to be um, a part of the crew of the original Enterprise. Not the original Enterprise, but Kirk's Enterprise. 
um, they re- they went back to Mary's world and they adopted her and they quote unquote raised her because she's already what several hundred years old and mm-hmm. how much raising can she be <laughs> undergo? But uh, they educated her as a scientist because she was she was inspired by their stories of the search for new life and new civilizations and she became an anthropologist and that's how she she had you know ended up in this group of scientists studying Taras undercover, but. Because of the security that the Federation has for planets that are pre-warp that they know of, um, they don't want anybody coming in and um, taking advantage of the resources of these peoples, these primitive peoples. Um, So they really protect those planets, um, and nobody knows who the scientists are that are undercover that are studying the, the planet. There's hardly any records of this, so... It's Vril's assumption that her condition has deteriorated, and because nobody knows exactly who's on the planet or has any records to speak of um, on as far as medical goes, she went unnoticed. And so she's she's um, though she looks really young, her mind is old, and she started to lose her memory, and she has, is suffering from dementia. So that's why this stuff has happened. It is all the little girl's fault. Um, she says something like that she used to like her job, but now it's boring, and all she wants to be is a princess. <laughs> so somehow she talked the magician into helping her. She gave him some something that would make him powerful if she, you know, he brought her up with her, I guess, and she wanted to be a princess and rule, you know, and that's what they were working towards. And the master he was protecting was her. But, um, so that's where we left it basically. And through the, the course of the, the, um, interrogations of real found out that there, that she does know the location of the final, um, scientists they're looking for and that she's being held in a castle or a fortress is what I called it because castle sounds too, too earthy, but um, <laughs> they uh, are on their way to rescue this person. And yep. if no one posts about it this weekend, I may wrap it up in some type of, um, like I did in season two with a first officer's log or yeah. some type of referral to that. Yeah. Because yeah. really our intent is to bridge the occurrences in the final scenes of season seven with the first scenes of season eight, something's going to happen that will cause the storyline of season eight to occur. So we just need to figure out a way to do that. And the core people right all the time are working on coming up with that idea right now. And they'll, I think once we come up with an outline, we'll present it to everybody in a Skype meeting and discuss it. And, you know, everyone can help fill in the gaps, but the outline will be created by the, you know yep. the few of us that write constantly yeah in the rpg so cool cool so um that i think is going to do for the story so far command codes verified activating final thoughts all right for today's final thoughts we have a few things first jen we want to talk about the audio drama how's the progress going it's going great i'm getting lots of really good um, recordings from people playing different parts and I just want to say thanks to all those people um, there are several others who promised um, to record and I've heard from a few of them like Rico he's had a cold and so he wants to wait until his voice is better and Nathan who I sent stuff to but I think it went to his junk folder or he 
or it bounced or something because I had to send it to them again. So those are coming from those guys. But there are a few that I talked to a few months ago, but I have not heard from them, and I've emailed them a couple of times, and I haven't heard back. If you're listening, um, send me a PM. Let me know if you're still interested in playing those parts. I need to know if I need to find someone else to play those rules or if you're going to do it, um, just, you know, give me a little uh, shout-out. Yeah. And... Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that um, Rob from Orlando, um, thanks to I wanted to say thank you to him because he's going to be helping create uh, the score for our audio drama. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we want we want this to be original because there's so many creative people that are involved in the RPG, not only in writing it, but people who you know, are part of our community at Trex and Sci-Fi who yeah. are very creative. They have lots of talent. Um, like you, Kenny, you know, you have lots of um, creative talent. You That's kind of what you do for a, a living. So, mm-hmm. um, and then there are musicians like Rick and Rob. Um, they're helping to create the music. Um, and then of course the writers. And then there are people like um, Billy Bob who just reads the RPG. He isn't a, ri- a writer, but he's playing a part. And Doc, yeah. Um, he's also going to be playing a part. Um, so anybody can do this. We're, we're not just keeping it to those who are members of our actual you know, RPG, but yeah. anybody who's a member of the forum can do this. And if you're just a listener who's not a member of the forum at all, we encourage you to go there and sign up. I mean, it's such a good group of people. Um, they've become friends. Um, yeah. I've been, become friends with lots of these people I've never met before, like Kenny. He and yeah. I have never met, <laughs> but we're buds, and we met on the boards. Yeah. It's pretty weird. It's like like the modern version of pen pals. Don't yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, it just it is, it is weird. I look forward to to coming on that forum every single day and chatting. If yeah. there is a day it doesn't go by, I I, I start missing the boards. So you know, I've definitely grown close with several people on the forums, which is kind of kind of weird, but it's it's not. I guess said the same way. It's like, you know, you and I have totally different backgrounds and, you know, who's to say we'd be friends if we met in person, mm-hmm. if we didn't meet on the forum first, you yeah. know. But, yeah, a lot uh, of things get in the way from, from being, you know, friends with people um, that you meet in person. But when, when you talk to them and you're exchanging ideas and telling people a little bit about yourself over time and you kind of get to know who they are, you become friends with the person because of, who they are, not you know what they do for them, what they yeah. look like, or you yeah. know, what their background yeah. is. So it's yeah. it's lots, of, it's a lot different. And yeah. if you've never been a part of a forum, don't be afraid to just try it out and just you know, say and, hi and, every once in a while. And Trex and Sci-Fi forums is great just for the fact that it is a smaller community. I think there's like 250 people, but of those 250, probably I'd say maybe 20 at the most post on a regular basis. Yeah. So you get to know everybody really, really well. And uh, you can go to the forums by going to www.trucksandsci-fi.com and clicking on the forums link. And, um, yeah, and it's free. So, I mean, just come on by, join, and and uh, start enjoying the RPG or just start enjoying the good conversation we have or the fun debates. We uh, mm-hmm. have it all. Yep. And really the – the people on the boards are very—they all get along very well, and there oh, are, yeah. very rarely do we ever have anyone um, flame. Yes. <laughs> Someone. Yeah. Kenny yeah. and I are moderators with Rico, and we watch that very closely. We don't like flamers. We yeah. tend to 
nip that in the bud right away. Very quickly. So don't be afraid about that. Yeah. 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 So um, so I think we should start discussing season eight because I yes. am very very excited for season eight. Um, Me too. Chris and Jen uh, were throwing around some emails last week and they came up with just I think one of the coolest ideas for a season eight. We already knew we were going to do the mirror universe. That was established mm-hmm. months ago by a Skype call that everyone was really interested in, and we were all wanted to do that anyways. But uh, they came up with uh, – should we even tell – I guess we could tell. It's on the forums. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they came up with the idea of doing the Mirror Borg, which I thought mm-hmm. was really cool because I love the Borg to begin with. But we can do so much with them in the Mirror Universe because, you know, are they still a hive? Are they still – you know, and I know uh, uh, – just X or Chris has a lot of, mm-hmm. of ideas of how he sees the Borg and and you know they have a king and not a queen and there's two factions of Borgs actually there's several factions of Borg mm-hmm. um, out there and there's still you know the Alliance and the Rebels or the Resistance those are mm-hmm. still a factor um, and I and what's cool is that I get to participate a lot in next season which I'm looking forward to just for the fact that Quinn will be the one that actually goes to the Mew Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, or is taken to the Mew Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I just think, I just, I like the whole concept. I like everything I've been reading from you guys uh, about what how you feel things should happen. And, you know, I know we're, we're really going to really do a really detailed outline to try to, yeah. you know, Make sure everybody knows what's happening, where we see us going, and you know, there's all, obviously there will be room for wiggle room. There's always wiggle room if you have another side story, but for the bulk of it, this is going to be pretty, pretty well organized. Um, so people can't say, "Well, I don't know what to post next," because it'll be mm-hmm. written for you in black and white in the outline exactly where we want to go with everything. Yeah. Um, well, the direction will be there um, where it was lacking last season. The direction mm-hmm. in the of the outline and everything will be set up, but you get to color in the, you know, oh yeah, the outline. So, yeah, you I get mean, to explain how we get from A to B, but we are going to tell you what A and B is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just saying, it sounds very rigid to have an outline. It does. You, you know what? And I, out, I was I was opposed to it, Jen. When you suggested that, like in season two, I was so anti outline because I understood as the RPG as being a free writing. You just kind of put a story out there, like this is where mm-hmm. we're going, and then you let everybody else participate with it. You know, let mm-hmm. them take the story wherever they want to take it. And um, I was really opposed to it, but. With the type of the type that we're you know the people that we're writing with and the type of story we're writing with, I think we do need a more structure, more yeah. more ideas. They're just not so free will, you know. Mm-hmm. Let them go wherever it goes. Yeah, an outline is pretty. It's, it's detailed, but it's lifeless and. Mm-hmm. The people writing are, are who breathe life into it because they have all these little quirks and different writing styles and you know idiosyncrasies that involve their characters that make the story what it is. Mm-hmm. So really, an outline is just a roadmap, yeah. and people get on that road and they you know take somewhere where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And that's really want to stress that that just because we have an outline doesn't mean that you can't be creative. Yeah. 
And so, and then well, yeah, also, not, we're not trying to stifle anyone's creativity. No. Yeah. Again, there are rules that we have, and as long as you don't step on the rules or overlap anybody's character with a character that's just like, um, I mean, we're cool with it. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, and also, you know, like I said, the rules are important. A lot of people have read the rules, or they, you know, know basically what those pro- rules probably are. But if mm-hmm. you if you haven't read them in a while, go and check them out during our break, yeah. just to yeah. make sure that you got it down. Yeah. So I mean, because we're we're pretty. Kenny and I have to police those, you know, make sure that and that's kind of our job yeah. in the RPG is to make sure that that everybody is following the rules because other writers are affected when you don't. And yeah. we do hear from people, you know, they do emails and go, ah, you know, what's going on here or whatever. <laughs> so we have to be fair to everybody. Yeah. It's supposed know? to be fun for everybody. So, you know, we just got to make yeah. sure everybody is having fun by participating, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. And the rules are simple, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> so don't be like afraid of those. They're they're very simple. It, it looks really long, but just read over them once and you've got it down, yeah. you know. But they they have changed they're the rules, so if you haven't been there in a while. Check them out. They are obvious. Yeah, they're obvious. Like no cussing. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> obvious. Don't kill off a character. That's not yours. Yeah, like you know? don't kill. Like don't just say, you know, instant done. Put a phaser to Severus' yeah. head and pull the. <laughs> like, that would be bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's obvious. They're unless obvious. Unless he talked to me, and we decide. Unless, unless Brian talked to me and said, "You know what? I'd like to kill. I'd like to kill Commander Severil in the mirror universe." And I would go, "That's a great idea. Let's do it." Because I know she's gonna come right back when we get back to the regular story yeah. in the regular universe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, just talk to other people too. Yeah. That helps a lot. Yeah, and um, but, go ahead. Um, what were we gonna say? Go ahead. <laughs> I was just, I was gonna, just gonna, go, gonna start on the story. Oh, that's what I was gonna do. But you go, you start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna read Great the little. I know. I was gonna real read the little outline that that Chris sent us. Yeah, about, you, you can know, do that. If you think want. that would be too much? Sure. All right. No, I think so because it's already on. We're already talking about it on the boards. So if yeah. you haven't gone. Go look at season eight out of character. We just started it, and there's a bunch of email yeah. exchanges between Kenny, Chris, and I, and we've opened it up to other people to add their their ideas, but Definitely. so far no one has. Yeah, no one yeah. has, and it's, it's not set in stone, this storyline. No. I mean, we do like it, yes, but there's definitely room for, for alterations or if you want to throw something else in there because we left it wide open. It's just This is just kind of an overview of what we see happening. So, uh, and again, with, yeah, it's just a starting point. Yeah, so this is what we have in mind. Again, this is not set in stone, so don't hold us to it. But this is what how we see uh, season eight progressing. So we start the season uh, opens in the mirror universe. Uh, Quinn will arrive, um, and he establishes, um, you know, tries to figure out what's going on. We're going to start the A and B story. The A story is going to be dealing with the mirror people and Quinn. And the B story will be dealing with the people in the main universe dealing with trying to figure out what happened to Quinn because he's just going to disappear. And the cool thing about that before before you continue on mm-hmm. is that everyone except Kenny can play both mirror universe people and yes. people in the regular universe just, because obviously so you have cool. your doubles. Yeah, yeah. So you have doubles. So start so. thinking about how you're going to play your character. Are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad? Are they going to – you know, in the mirror universe, they can be anything. 
Yeah, and let us know, too, because we're going to divide people into factions, because there's going to be three or four different ones, and we want to make sure everyone has, you know, a place in the story in the Mirror Universe. Yeah. So. So then we continue with Quinn finding out why he is needed, because there is a reason reason why he was brought to the Mirror Universe. Um, And then the main verse, people will try to find Quinn. They'll just continue trying to find Quinn. There'll be a four-way war in the Mirror Universe. Um, That's not into great detail yet, so... Um, and then the, the main crew will also be trying to get Quinn back. We'll be working on getting Quinn back. And um, and then uh, obviously the main crew will get Quinn back. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know about this whole hub thing. I think what he means is like a... It's a way the, of um, establishing future stories. Yeah, so if we wanted to travel easily into the Mirror Universe for exploration purposes in the mm-hmm. future, we could. Okay. So right. that's just something he threw out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... Because the Arabella is a, 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 a ship of exploration, and no one has really explored the Mirror Universe. So that was, I think, his thinking on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm just reading what Chris wrote. He wrote, Quinn is recovered, partially assimilated by the alternate Borg, and has knowledge that the Borg in their universe might have a transwarp hub in the current universe and the codes to move through the hub system leading to a possible exploration through the universe in future seasons mm-hmm. so um, I like the idea it mm-hmm. you know definitely leaves stuff open so anyways yeah. that's kind of a, an overview but like like Jen said we're definitely going to be playing both sides so everybody mm-hmm. but myself since I'll be dealing with most of the mirror universe stuff will be able to play both characters mm-hmm. uh Good and bad, or both good. You know, they don't necessarily need to be bad in the mirror universe, but it would be fun to play a bad person of your yeah. character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, let me give you a brief over- overview on the Borg idea because yeah. I think, and people may think that it's very similar. Apparently, I mean, this is coming from books that Chris has read from Star Trek, DS9, um, Mirror Universe storylines. There is a Borg king in the mirror universe. Mm-hmm. And I think there are two factions of Borgs, but what Chris was thinking was that Arya and Eric, who have Borg technology or capabilities, they they were working in through science to take the the good the things that they could benefit from mm-hmm. the Borg and integrate that that into themselves. So they that's why they have nanites and things like that. They are they would be in command of the the um the alt Borg. Or yeah. The, the other faction of Borg, opposite the Borg King. So Quinn would be. We were discussing this, and we thought that for some reason uh, the Borg want Quinn because of his telepathic powers. They're they're great. Yeah. Um, their Quinn maybe died. They want another Quinn, so they take you and that that w- or take Quinn, and that would be solely for the purpose of um, focusing their voices. Maybe for some reason, their their hive is falling apart, and they want to focus that. And they believe that Quinn's abilities would be kind of the magnet to hold them all together. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of what we're thinking about for yeah. why Quinn gets taken. Yeah. And we're going to try to bridge that to season seven. Like something in the last scene happens and bam, he's gone. Yeah. So. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. The other thing we were thinking before we we end um, is that the Empire um, 
I think I've talked about Savril's husband before. Mm-hmm. He's a Section 31 operative in the regular universe. And in this universe, he would be the emperor of yeah. the empire. Yeah, he's, and, yeah. a big part. He would. And, and Savril would be a concubine, one of many. But also, I was thinking about turning the tables, where he is a spy in the the regular universe, she would then be a spy in the mirror universe. Mm-hmm. Spying for the the um, the resistance. Resistance, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So that's just one of many ideas that we're working yeah, on. Yeah, and, and like I said, nothing is set in stone, so we may totally change it by the time we talk again. But yeah. uh, this is what we we're have- liking, and if you want to participate in it, or if you want to contribute some ideas... Definitely go to the forums, the Season 8 OOC section, thread, mm-hmm. and um, let us know what you think. Yeah. We have some really great ideas for the art, for the Ready Room, too. We plan to theme it like they did in In a Mirror Darkly. Or a mirror, is that what it was called? In a, Enterprise? Yeah, in a Mirror Darkly. In, yeah. yeah. They, you know how they had the, um, the, the intro was very ominous sounding at the beginning of that mm-hmm. episode? Mm-hmm. We're going to... We theme the um, writing room um, intro music and outro music to be just like that, real ominous sounding, and <laughs> just for a few months while we're doing this, you know, specific season. Yeah. And um, just look for things like that on the board too. We plan. I may maybe we'll change our avatars too. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So this is gonna be. I think we're gonna have a fun season. Of course, this yeah. is gonna be after the month break. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely be worth it. And if you want to join in, you have a whole month to come up with a character, read, get caught up, and then uh, join on in. Uh, you can reach us if you want to send us any comments or feedback or music, anything at all. You can send it to the Ready Room Podcast at gmail.com. And I think that's going to do it for today. This is Jen. And this is Kenny. Hailing frequencies closed. All music played on the Ready Room microcast was written and performed by Rick Moyer and Rob from Orlando. Read more about the adventures of the USS Arabella at treksandsci-fi.com.